You're listening to the Free to Be Mindful podcast, which provides bite-sized tips for busy parents, educators, and anyone working with kids. These real talk conversations focus on mindful living, mental health, and personal growth, helping all to learn, grow, and inspire with mindfulness in mind. I'm your host, Vanessa de Jesus Guzman, educator, licensed professional counselor, entrepreneur, and mom. I'm passionate about helping folks live life with peace of mind and ease of heart while not losing their, well, you know, here we go. Hello, and welcome back to the Free to Be Mindful podcast. I hope that you're feeling good, looking good, and doing better in this world than you were yesterday. So a couple of months ago, I had the pleasure of being interviewed by Christy from Sassy Says Podcast. Now, Sassy is her nickname, but I just loved talking to her. She's a Jersey girl, just like I am. And while she's not a therapist, she really promotes the aspects that therapy is okay for kids, for adults, for moms, for anybody. Her podcasts are fun and they're entertaining. And we had so much fun recording an hour-long conversation all about mindfulness, mindful parenting, therapy for kids, and therapy for moms. And she was so gracious enough to share the recording with me so that I can share it with you here on the Free to Be Mindful podcast. So because the conversation was so juicy, because it was quite lengthy, what I'm going to do is break it up into short pieces, because I know that you are used to the short format the Free to Be Mindful podcast already has. And we'll release it in two to three different pieces so that you can get the full conversation that Christy and I had. So on today's episode, this is the first of the two or three recordings, and we talked about what mindfulness is, integrating mindfulness in your own life, integrating mindfulness with your kids, and how I got into mindfulness. So if you are brand new to the Free to Be Mindful podcast, this is a great way to catch up. And if you have been with me for quite some time, it's a great refresher on how mindfulness works for me and how I integrate it into the things that I do. And of course, thank you so much to Christy. Here is the first half of our conversation from the Sassy Says podcast. Vanessa and I discuss how to start implementing mindfulness today today. So get ready. We talk about self-care for parents, parental stress, fostering emotional intelligence in our kids, and of course, communication. I am certain you will hear as I did how much Vanessa's passion for children comes through in her voice. She really was put on this earth to better the lives of parents and kids everywhere. And I know you'll get out of this just as much as I did. So here's Vanessa. Hey, Vanessa. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited. I'm so excited too. I listened to your podcast. So just hearing your voice and seeing your face, it's like, I don't know, it just is crazy that I'm actually connecting with you in real life. It's so exciting. Yay. <laughs> so I want to start off. Um, I've heard you say mindfulness is my jam. Free to be mindful is the name of your podcast, your private practice. What does mindfulness mean to you? 
Yes. So I always start off by saying that usually when people Google mindfulness, the first thing you see is like a shadow of an image sitting on an ocean and they're miraculously floating and they're oming and, you know, just rainbows, butterflies, daisies, and unicorns. And that can be mindfulness, but it doesn't have to be mindfulness. So it's a state, it's a trait, and it's a way of being. So it's being, and the way I even explain it to kids, it's paying attention to the right here and right now with kindness and with curiosity. So you can be at peace while being mindful if you're aware of where your body is and where your thoughts are, but you can also be like mindfully pissed off. Like you can be aware (laughs) that you're like angry and you can be aware you know, that you like that your heart is pounding and that you're sweating and you understand where your feelings are coming from. And just that awareness and is really what mindfulness is. But then the layer on top of that is trying to let that judgment go, which we'll get into, I'm sure, a little bit more, because especially mm-hmm. as women and moms, there's a whole lot of judgment that we hold, not only for each other, but mostly for ourselves. Um, And then that layer of kindness and curiosity, because when we're open to kind of just being aware of where we are and and, and what we're up to, we can grow after that, you know, and we can Mm -hmm. see parts of ourselves that perhaps we've never paid attention to or parts of the world that we really kind of bypass, kind of like seeing the world through our kids' eyes is really Mm -hmm. what mindfulness is, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I think overall what I'm hearing is that we just need to slow down and tune in to ourselves and say, okay, even like you said, I love that mindfully pissed off. Like I'm angry right now, but why, where is that coming from? Um, I think, I think almost more so when you're angry, that can be useful as opposed to just, I feel great. (laughs) Why do I feel great? You know? (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. You understand yourself a whole lot more. And then give yourself um, that space between a stimulus, right? A trigger and then a reaction. Give yourself that space to kind of take a breath, figure out why you're feeling and where you're feeling it, and then respond instead of reacting and exploding. Yeah. Why, why do you think that's so hard for people? Well, living in the Northeast, I always say we're in the go, go, go mode. So I feel like we just go so fast and kind of we're really impulsive. We really think before acting um, and Mm -hmm. we expect that of each other, too. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if other parts of the country or other parts of the globe feel the same, but at least here in the tri-state area, you know, if, if we slow down, we're just, we're falling behind, you know, and, and it's almost um, an aspect of FOMO, right? So yeah. I feel like once we start slowing down, we actually realize that we see more than when we're going so fast because we experience the world in a different way. Hmm. So staying present is really, really important. And I think, you know, I'm, I'm even just thinking of earlier today. I'm I'm with my kid and he's throwing a fit and my whole inside being wants to just throw a fit right back and go, yep, I feel you kid, I'm right there with you, you know, (laughs) but it does, it takes work, it takes practice to just take that breath, slow down, realize what is really upsetting me and respond accordingly, especially with our kids. Absolutely. Do you have, you know, um, do you have ways that someone could start today 
with practicing being more mindful or just in their everyday life? Yeah, I think one of the easiest um, ways that we can start kind of paying attention to um, mindfulness and just having more awareness of what mindfulness is, is starting with your breath. And I like starting Mm. with the breath just because it's something that, yes, it works on its own, but you can also control it. And when you can see what you're controlling and bring more awareness to that, then thereafter, you can bring it to other aspects of life. So really taking a breath in and feeling not just, you know, breathing like and done, right? (laughs) Because that's what we usually do when somebody says take a breath or our hearts go way up, like we're at the doctors and they say take a deep breath, but really feeling the air going through your nostrils, really feeling the air going down the back of your throat and then feeling the air coming out of your mouth super duper slow. And doing that a couple of times, then it rests your heart, then it can rest your mind, and you'll see a little bit of a difference. With your clients, with kids you're working with, with parents you're working with, in just talking to someone like me, do you find that there's a commonality with with a resistance to simply starting with your breath? Absolutely. And funny enough, the resistance usually comes more from adults than from kids because Mm. we see it as so simplistic, kind of like, well, you want me to breathe? I'm already breathing. Or you want me to breathe this way? Well, I'm really busy right now. So I'll try it a little later because I don't have the time Mm. right now. And it's usually when you don't have the time that you should probably try it the most. So there is a resistance because it seems so easy or it seems that I'll try it later or it's not such a big deal. But then when we don't practice it, then we don't see the full benefits. Yeah, because it it may also be not be something that you get right on the first try. Right. And that's why it's called a mindfulness practice, Mm. because it's not something where we try, we try, and then we ace. And I think that, you know, we're really kind of bred that way of try, do your best, try your best, and then do it well, you perfect it, and you move on. And really a mindfulness practice is all about keeping the practice up. And sometimes one strategy or one mode may not work today, but maybe it'll work tomorrow or maybe it worked yesterday and you're just not feeling it the day after. So there are a lot of different types of strategies and different things you can, um, different ways that you can practice it in order to keep up that practice so that you know exactly what to do, especially when you need it the most. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to ask you what another tip or strategy would be to start practicing, um, but I feel like I could almost answer my own question a little bit and with, you know, because I've, I've heard you also talk a lot about taking that time for self-love and self-care. And I, I feel like as moms, as women, that is so important and we don't do it enough and it's it's hard I mean what do you what do you say to that how do you incorporate it how do you advise your clients to incorporate that time yeah again so simplistic but you can't pour from an empty cup and as moms we put so much towards our kids and toward our families and if we're working moms and and you know extended family that then at the end we're depleted and then wonder why we feel the way that we feel so it really is making that intentional being intentional with that time 
to care for yourself. So whether it is just looking at the sunset and mm -hmm. you know you don't have any outside distractions and you're not scrolling, uh, scrolling on your phone or whether it is drinking the coffee while it's still hot, <laughs> you know, or just a little bit of time before your kids wake up so that you can, you know, just be without having someone pull at you saying, mommy, 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 all of those little itty bitty spaces again, seems so simplistic, but that is the true space of where you can bring awareness of, okay, I'm here, you know, and my mind is here and not down the mile list, down the long list mile. Oh boy. Down the, <laughs> down the mile long list yes, of yes. things that we have to do, yes. you know, and we can keep our mind in one place. And that in and of itself is a mindfulness practice. Yeah. It's, it's reminding me of how you've spoken about being a human being versus a human doing. Um, I really, really related to that. I posted something recently where I, I had to remind myself, you know, it's okay to just be for a minute. I was yeah. frantically just searching around for something to clean, something to do, some box I could check off. And it, I was driving myself insane. I'm like, dude, just sit down. Just relax a minute, even if it's for five minutes. And I think, I think that's something that's really hitting me about what you're saying is that you know, it doesn't need to be an hour. It doesn't need to be a day or a whole weekend as much as truthfully I need those as well. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You can start, I can start finding even just moments in time here and there to ease up Absolutely. The, the chaos. Yeah, the, the feeling of friends, you know, the frenzy feeling of there's something to do and there's somewhere to go and I have things to do. And the reality is, there's always something to do, right? There's always a yeah. box to check off. There's always something to do on the to-do list. Yeah. If somebody says their whole to-do list is done and around their house and in their job and in their personal life, I want to meet that person because yeah. I feel like yeah. I always have something to do, but there is doing and just being. Mm -hmm. So in other words, you just sitting there and just taking the room in and seeing how you're feeling and bringing awareness to the things that you're seeing that in and of itself is doing. Yeah. And it's almost a, a mindset shift that we have to make in order to start accepting that because the way we're raised in society tells us otherwise. Yeah. I think that that's, I mean, that's everything really, because I think you're right. I think it's how we're raised. I think it's society. But I also, for me, I felt a significant shift in that feeling in motherhood. Oh, yeah. It's so overwhelming. And the, the needs, Entirely. the needs just never, never ending. <laughs> There's always something they need. They just need things all the time. <laughs> And if it's not them physically needing something in the moment, it's reminding your attention. Yes. And they, or they, yeah. you have to remember that they're going to need something two weeks from now and order it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's never ending and our brains really never shut down. And that's why mindfulness is really of utmost importance. Mm. How, how do you personally take care of yourself? How do you, how do you take that time? Many ways. Um, and, you know, I have to be honest and transparent because that's just the way that I am. Sometimes it's with a hot cup of coffee and sometimes it's with a glass of wine and that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but other times that's the morning and the end of the day. Mm -hmm. um, 
taking, remembering to take those breaths. And of course, that's very challenging if you don't have it at the forefront. So I do have on my watch, I have the reminders that come up mm. and it's just one simple breath, less than three seconds, but I just close my eyes if I can, not if I'm driving, um, <laughs> you know, I just take a deep breath, let it go. And that's my small reminder. Um, simple things when I'm washing my hands, which we've done so much more, right, in the past year and a half or so. So when I'm washing my hands, it's not just a rush, especially because we have to, you know, whatever it is, sing happy birthday twice. But I'm really paying <laughs> attention to the um, the warmth of the water, if it's warm, or the temperature, whatever it is. The way that when the water comes out of the faucet, depending on the faucet, it makes certain types of bubbles. The sound that the water is making when it's hitting the bottom of the sink, mm -hmm. um, in, you know, in the bathroom, in the kitchen, wherever it is you're washing your hands. The smell of the soap that you're using, the way the soap suds all around your hands. It sounds so intricate and it, it it's it's intricate it's intricate and simple things, you know, if that makes sense. And when you really pay attention to that, something that we usually don't pay attention to because if we're in our own bathrooms, we're either looking at ourselves or looking at everything we have to clean around the sink, right? Yes. <laughs> but when we're paying attention to just washing our hands, there we are practicing on staying calm, on bringing awareness so that when things get more um, either exciting or more explicit or more a little harder, then we know how to keep that breath and how to keep our cool throughout other types of situations. Mm -hmm. So I think of instances like that. Um, also on my computer when I'm working, if it ever goes after the one minute, I have um, pictures of my family and positive phrases, usually things that I find on, on social media. Mm -hmm. So I keep that on the camera roll. Mm -hmm. And once the screen goes after the minute, it just reminds me I have positive affirmations and pictures of my family. And it does two things. First, it brings a smile to my face <laughs> because there's things that are meaningful to me. And it just is another trigger, right? Is another reminder of stop and take a breath before going back to the screen. Yeah. And something that I love to do with my son at night is expressing gratitude. Mm -hmm. So right before I put him to bed, we say now five things. It started off with three when he was younger. <laughs> five things you're, now he understands grateful for. So five things you're grateful for for the day. When he was younger, it was three things that you're happy for today. And now it's really cute. He's even turned it around on me. And he says, what about you, mommy? What Aww. are five things that you're grateful for today? And it's awesome to have that bonding time, but it's also great to look at the positives when our brains are so hardwired to always look for the negative. And when we do think more positive, then we see more positive in our world. Yeah. So those are just simple ways that I integrate mindfulness yeah. in my everyday life. I'm going to have to try the hand washing one. It's really, it's simple, but I could see how impactful even just those few minutes can be. Yeah. I really yeah. And it makes me um, hate washing the dishes a little bit less because <laughs> instead of thinking, oh, I don't want to wash these dishes, <laughs> I'm trying to think more of the soap and the water. <laughs> so where did you learn to think this way? Was it through your schooling or through ex lived experience? Talk to me about that. Yeah, I actually got into it. 
um, when I was pregnant, I signed up for a prenatal yoga class since they said flexibility and mobility is good. So I got introduced to it first, looking for the physical benefits and getting more and more into yoga. I saw how it was also good for my mental health in a way, um, just really being in the poses, not wanting to get out of the poses um, and just having a broader awareness of what was happening. A couple of years after that, I was taking a grad course. It was a spirituality in religion, spirituality and religion and counseling course or something along those lines. And the professor began every class with the meditation. And it was an evening class after a long day's work. And she really, I would get frustrated because I would say, come on, lady, we all got like places to go and beds to get to, to go to sleep. But after the semester um, or throughout the semester, I really noticed that I longed more and more for it and I could get into it a little bit more easily. Um, and even when you can't get into it, just having that awareness of, okay, I can't get into it today. What's happening in my body? Let me try to calm my breath. And having that whole internal dialogue is still mindfulness and is still really helpful. And then I guess throughout the years, I started seeing the connection on how it can help kids with their social emotional learning mm -hmm. and how mindfulness can help them, um, you know, stay more calm and really make better choices and not be so impulsive. Um, so that is how I started getting into it with kids. And then now where I am now in my career, I help educators and parents understand mindfulness and implement it in their own lives, because if they are not okay, then their kids pick up on the, those vibes and their kids are not okay. So that has been my journey. It's been definitely um, evolutionary. Mm -hmm. It's definitely brought me to places that I wasn't in before, but I will say it's helped me become um, not only a better educator and a better therapist, but most importantly, a better mom, because mm -hmm. I'm better able to appreciate the small moments with my own kid. Yeah, so much there that I want to touch on. One, I think it's amazing that that came for you through your own awareness, right? You became aware of how mindfulness can be so useful in your life through your own mindfulness. It wasn't like someone yeah. just sat down and was like, listen, do this because that rarely works, right? And then, you know, getting to more of your work and what you do, do you find that parents are generally receptive to this line of thinking? Where do you find pushback? How does that dynamic work? I think to the idea of there can be more peace and ease in your life, everyone is receptive to because who doesn't want that, <laughs> yes. right? Yes. But yeah. then to the idea of take a few moments and just bring awareness to your breath, it's not that there's pushback. It's just that there is the idea of, well, with what time? And when, because mm -hmm. I have to do A, B, and C and X, Y, Z, mm -hmm. and I, I don't know when I'm going to do that. So that's the first hurdle. And then the second hurdle is once people give it a try, 
it's with anything, it's just a consistency of the practice. So I always say I can go to the gym today, but I won't look like JLo tomorrow, right? <laughs> it has to be something ongoing. So it's the same thing with mindfulness. We have to remember to, you know, practice it as often as possible so that we can then use it when we need it the most and be fully present with our kids mm -hmm. so that we don't blink and all of a sudden they're driving off to college on their own. Yeah, I feel like that's going to happen regardless, right? <laughs> Any minute. I know. I love, Every time I get sentimental about the kids, my husband will tease me and goes, oh, well, he's starting high school tomorrow. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> not yet. I know, make it stop. <laughs> So I hope that you enjoyed hearing that first half of the conversation as much as I enjoyed spending time with Christy or with Sassy and as much as we enjoyed recording it together. Make sure that you tune in to next week's episode to catch the second half of the conversation. And as always, in a world where you are free to be anything that you want to be, you are always free to be mindful. Catch you next week. I hope you enjoyed this week's show. It would mean a ton if you took this moment to review the Free To Be Mindful podcast on the platform you catch your favorite shows. That quick and easy act lets me know what you enjoy and it helps others find the podcast too. And of course, don't forget to subscribe so you can listen along next week. In the meantime, I welcome you to catch me on social media at Counselor V De Jesus. And as always, remember, in a world where you are free to be anything that you want to be, you are always free to be mindful. Catch you next week.